Can't believe it's already January 9th and I'm still writing functioning democracy on all my checks. <laughs> See, back in the days when Twitter was still a thing, that's something I would have tweeted. Mm. But no, I don't really feel like Xing it. I actually don't think I still know my password to Twitter. That's, that's for the best. Probably for the best, exactly. Okay. Uh, we haven't done this in a bit. Mm. Uh, it's, it's been the holiday um, spooky season or spooky scheduling season. Um, I got a couple things. This is going to be probably more of a cleanup episode than anything else, but there's been some news that I think affects you more than me. But let's let's get to it. And actually, do you remember what I sent you a link to related to... Oh, that one link you sent? Yeah, I remember that. Fucking wise guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> coming, coming in hot in the, in the new year here. <sighs> new year, same <laughs> Um... <laughs> Uh, I sent you a link about, there was like, it was, it was something in Napa where there was like, there was a, a wine shop or wine bar that also sold trucker hats. Yes, I, I do remember that. I like, I, I don't remember, I don't expect you to have the link handy, but that was, that was a thing we talked about. It was, yeah. So a couple of things here. So I, I get my, my targeted Instagram ads are very specific, but I will send you a link. So I got, are you familiar with what, with what young people do? And what they're talking about? Increasingly less so. Have you ever heard the term drip? Uh, I have. And I, it's has something to do with like fashion, right? I, I think it's meant to say, uh, I think it's how Gen Z says cool shirt. I don't, I don't. <laughs> you have drip? Am I using, uh, that, am using that right? Like, I think it's, oh God. This makes me sound older than I've ever thought. Mm-hmm. I think that you'd say, "Hey, uh, this is my new drip," or like I've also heard young people unironically say "drippy," and I don't care for it all. But the reason this comes back to what we're, we what we normally talk about is you're familiar with La Colombe Coffee. Oh, very, very much so. Yeah. So they had an Instagram, and one I, I we've talked about the fact that I actually don't care for their actual coffee itself that much, and I have uh, very much aged out of the. Uh, profoundly artificial tasting like canned double shot triple shot draft latte things that they have like i don't know there, there's a thing where you i kind of go through these ebbs and flows with like red bull too like I, i'm mostly off energy drinks but eventually i will kind of get sucked back into the sugar-free red bull lifestyle i don't know why but anyway so the lock alone coffee I got an Instagram ad, and I don't have a screenshot handy that said uh, "new drip just dropped," mm. and this is the one time that it's actually amusing because drip coffee, pretty clever wordplay. But they have a very, very extensive merch line, and I mean, also because you're of a certain age, have you ever heard the term "dad hat"? Yes, I have heard that. And I think that's mostly, it's just a ball cap, but it's um, more like, like it's kind of denim It's like denim a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, again, if you ever have a midlife crisis, I think you, oh, it's 10% off right now. Uh, you can get a denim La Colombe hat and you can pretend to read the paper uh, like this gentleman. This desk. But yeah, there's also, they have a thing, they have a, a line of merch that is called Caffeine Kids. 
And also it kind of sort of intersects with like the whole hustle culture thing. Yeah, I don't know. This is, it, it's, it's a lot. But also, before I, uh, right after I saw this, did you know that your favorite coffee company uh, got acquired? Uh, not until I was putting together the, the show notes today um, and, and saw that you had dropped that into the thing. I, I had, that had not otherwise come across my desk. Yeah, also did not know it was from Philadelphia, which points I, against. I knew it was um I knew it was somewhere on the East Coast, but yeah, I don't I I, I don't know if I remembered it was Philadelphia specifically. But yeah, good because, good good for them. I mean, kind of. Like I feel like <clears throat> what are your opinions do you, have you has your opinion of blue bottle coffee changed since it was uh acquired by Nestle? No, I don't I don't think so. I don't really it's not really even something I I think about when I go there. Yeah, I mean I think sometimes people will um get all upset about corporate acquisitions, but also I've never had a really strong affinity for Chobani yogurt, so the that their new acquirer leaves something to be desired, but yeah. And I'm trying to find it, I can't find it at the moment, but they also at their um Silver Lake location in los angeles they have a mural on the outside that has uh la colombe written in the style of the la clippers logo which i think steve Baldwin might appreciate <laughs> is the intuit dome gonna be finished for tax time <laughs> not not tax time but it'll be ready for the start of the next nba season in the fall Ooh. Oh, okay. So no, apparently, yeah, it is opening this year. Yeah. So yeah. So they're pro- so they're probably done this summer sometime. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't place that. Okay, so they're done with the Staples Center. Are the Kings gonna stay at the Staples Center forever? Like, is anything else gonna play play at the Intuit Dome? Uh, you oh, you mean the the hockey team? No, I think they're they're staying. They're staying where where they are. I think mm-hmm. it's. I think it's because the like Balmer's whole thing with the Intuit Dome is it's it's like basketball centric like part of his pitch is that arenas that try to cater to multiple sports just kind of tend not to be great for any individual sport so he's he's hyper focused on making it good for basketball hmm. interesting okay plenty of toilets though a lot, a lot of bathrooms yeah very excited about that all right, and then before we get into main business, actually, I think this qualifies as follow-up because I think I end up talking about Taylor Swift most weeks. Um, have you watched the watched or rented, or probably both, uh, the uh, Eras Tour concert movie? I have not. No. Did you, did we end up talking about it, and that's why you said you thought twenty dollars was too much, or was that somebody else? Um, I. The last month's been a little bit of a blur. We we did have a sure. link uh, link to it in in the thing, but I, I don't remember if you and I talked about it. But but it, that does sound like something you would have heard from me because that's definitely my opinion. Where like I'm you know I'm somewhat interested in seeing it, but twenty bucks like I'll you know I'll I'll wait for it to come out on some streaming service eventually. Yeah, that's fair. I. I uh, I I did end up renting it and it's 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 pretty good. One thing though, so the recording 
so do you know where the concert movie was shot or which uh, L- concert L- la they, they shot it over a couple nights um in sofi in la so you and taylor are two peas in a pod so one thing that struck Indeed. me that struck me as very strange about it is and this is somebody who has who again knows every song by heart and also has watched the concert movies for uh speak now 1989 and reputation multiple times uh she name checks sofi stadium in a really um specific and seemingly like contractual way Mm. multiple times and it felt really strange because i don't this is one of those things where then kind of like with the with the crypto.com arena like i like i forever will call it the staples center but I, I don't do people who live in LA actually call it SoFi or do they just say Rams Stadium? No, so I think SoFi is kind of caught on. I think that is what people call it. Yeah, but I, but nobody actually uses SoFi as a financial institution. I I don't really know anything about them, so I couldn't couldn't tell you. You know, but yeah, I mean but Taylor. Yeah, so, I mean Taylor's got to get paid, man. I mean, you know, she's got to. <laughs> I don't. I don't think she has that problem. <laughs> or, I'm, I as absolutely love her music. I. Do not. I, th- I you think, think she. she has you think mar- she's doing okay. I. I think uh, maybe she has figured out the way to uh, know her worth and uh, get get that uh, paper, as they oh, used to say. Okay, good. She. She has. She has drip. No, that's 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 something else. Never mind. Okay, I tried. Uh, the other thing, and this was going to be a, a rejected show opener, but I'll also my my, my <laughs> cup runneth over, is. Uh, what do Taylor Swift and Ativo have in common? I, I don't know, but I cannot wait to find out. So you did actually end up going to a Taylor Swift concert, right? In Once? 1989, yeah. And you kept your wristband? Mm, at least for a while. I don't know if I still have it. Okay. Do you know how those work? um no i i don't so i can't find the link and i will find uh, uh, uh during the show sometime i will ask you about star wars or something and then i'll go search for it while you're talking for forever i'm kidding uh but the um it's all through uh ir blasters really so it's basically like her the concert is set up like a gigantic tivo that's controlling a cable box no they they use extremely targeted so yeah the the uh wristbands are basically just a battery a bunch of leds and an infrared receiver hmm. and all they do is just blast ir pulses like you're changing your cable box to espn or something like yeah, it's that, 2007 that that makes sense yeah yeah but super cool and i will find the link to a really cool video that explains it and i think this was on the verge or wired or something but pretty neat neat yeah all right what do we have in follow-up uh well you so you tried the the fancy uh, ice cream well, croissant thing. Well so this was this was my question because as I was very belatedly uh or writing the description for last week's episode mm-hmm. last week meaning maybe 4 weeks ago. Right. Um did we not already talk about this? We, we, talked, context, we talked about we talked about what was the context me, we talked about me going because I went first. But I think last time you and I spoke I had been to the the Miller and Lux Union Square thing, and you you had not. I think you went a week or two after we last spoke. Got it. Okay, so yeah, I went right before Christmas, and um, 
a few things. Uh, so the 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 Miller and Lux Provisions Cafe. I I don't remember exactly because I remember you said that there was there's a, there was a sweets side and these are two separate things and then <clears throat> a, like a a, a s- it was savory. I always th- I still think pastries. But what what is the savory it's, it's, one? It's have? a it's it's a well. So they call it the rotisserie. Um, mm-hmm. and a, a, as you would guess, at a rotisserie, they do they do have chicken. Um, they've got a bunch of like various like sides and salads. Um, I got um an avocado toast thing when I was there. I think the lady friend got some kind of pasta salad, maybe so s- stuff like that. Pasta salad, okay. Um, interesting. Um, but where is it? So it's um because well, the, like the, it's, the, it's, the it's cafe on the one. So the it, cafe is is right on top. It's like basically where the ice rink is. Like it's right on top of the Union Square parking garage and that little plaza it, there. So yeah, where it, where's the rotisserie? It's same thing. It's 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 in the plaza, just literally on the opposite end from the sweet side. Neat. Okay. Yeah, okay, but uh, you said the prices were good on that. Where, where were the which had the ridiculous prices? I thought the the sweet side was a little bit less of a good value. Although on the sweet side, it, it also really was a little all over the place. Like I think the ice cream um, croissant thing was relatively reasonably priced, if I remember correctly. The the coffee mm-hmm. I think was pretty reasonably priced, but then. Um, one of the the new housemates got a slice of um, cheesecake, and that was like for whatever reason really expensive. So yeah, it was it was a little a little all over the place. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, he's got again, just like Taylor, he's got to get paid. Got to got to get paid for sure. Yeah. So, uh, I I'm kind of a croissant connoisseur, or I like I, it's of of the things like I I with pastries and things. I don't enjoy fruit. So that that rules out a lot of them. I, I think most uh, pastries and, and that type of thing should be savory or at least just kind of like just plain and standard. So strong opinions about croissants. And when I saw this, um, and I think, did I send it to you and it was just a coincidence that you happened to be going or yeah, did you, that prompt you to go? No, you you sent it to me like literally as we were getting ready to go out the door to to go. But you didn't know that that was a thing that was there. You just knew that your boy had a new cafe. No, no, I, I, I had seen the the ice cream croissant thing. Was this what was this like an Instagram? Like was this was it was it viral or like how did you um, know? I, I I knew about it because I of course follow Tyler Florence on Instagram and he he had been mm-hmm. posting about it. This was not something they had like from day one, but it was something they added a couple of weeks after they opened and he started posting about it. Got it. So I was extremely skeptical, but I had to try it. So what this is, sorry, does it have a name? No, I don't think it does. I think on the menu, Miller it just literally Lux says like, provisions. I think it's like ice cream in a croissant cup or something. It, it does not have any kind of fancy name from what I remember. Patisserie menu. Um... Yeah, so you can get Strauss Family Organic Soft Serve. So it's actually classified as a sub-product of the soft serve ice cream section. So you can either get a soft serve cup or you can get a soft serve croissant. 
cone. 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 So yeah, I, I, uplo- right. I uploaded a picture to Imager, and you can put that in the show notes. It's a nice, nice photo. Thanks, bud. Um, it. So basically, it's just like kind of like a like a, um, a water cooler cup, but it's got so you have a and it was a solid croissant, not not, not the best in the world, but pretty good, definitely better than a grocery store croissant. And it is basically just sliced two thirds of the way, and a croissant like if it's done properly should be hollow in the middle. Like it, it's basically just dough layers and twelve layers of um, butter, and it's supposed to be hollow in the middle. So it's a croissant that they cut. And then fill with soft serve ice cream, little chocolate thingies on top of it. Um, a like cookies and cream candy straw. Mm-hmm. And then I did not end up eating the like little Miller and Lux coin that it comes with. I don't. I don't even know how you describe that circular thing. Because you because you kept it right. You're you're save, saving that. Yeah, like a Taylor Swift wristband. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. Um, all that, and so it's a bunch of soft serve in the in the croissant lower two thirds, and then it's topped. It's got a little croissant hat, mm-hmm. and <laughs> yep. Um, it was it was good. It was I my expectations were so low because I don't like Instagrammable food. Like a lot of things, like what like my one of my core religious beliefs is. Food should be easily edible. Like whenever you go to a restaurant and they have like the, the like if so, if a restaurant's ever advertising like a hamburger on Instagram, it always has to be like three times taller than anybody's mouth could possibly eat, and it's just, it's just a really unpleasant experience. And I'm just like morally and religiously against that. So I thought like, okay, I'm gonna try this and let's see. But this could be really dumb. And it was for it was reasonably priced. It was nine dollars. Mm-hmm. In a place where I assumed it was going to be insanely expensive. And again, per your experience, it sounds like some things were. But like the soft serve was pretty good. The croissant that I left over. It's like there's not really a way to eat them at the same time. Yeah, not not really. No. And yeah, I mean, and at the end, the croissant, the little croissant hat was tasty. And then the remainder of the croissant interesting where because it because it has it because it's cold now and it has some lingering soft serve on the inside like i don't know it was it was it was um harmless fun yeah it's actually harmless is a good word because i mean it's it's a plain butter croissant with you know vanilla yeah. ice cream so it's like it's, ha- not... it's tough to go wrong right right but like I, but I, but there was room to go wrong, and they, and they, and it didn't. Yeah. So, good job. Yeah, it's it's one. it's worth it's worth a try for sure. Um, yeah, and it, and again, in terms of something that that is very Instagrammable or just like kind of visually interesting, there there are worse there are worse ways to 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 splurge or to uh, experiment that way. So yeah, all right. Good job all around. Agreed. All right. Um, I think we just kind of blow past the GM thing. I mean, obviously, from a T-word circle standpoint, the reason they're in the news is because they made the decision to drop CarPlay going forward in favor of, you know, creating basically their whole uh, own software platform. I think it's too... 
two stories colliding because like the, their big thing is that they were gonna like the blazer ev was supposed to be kind of like the model y killer right well and it, i think that's well, how they marketed it that slash it was their first ev on their their whole new ev platform which is going to exactly. be the, the platform they use going forward and that's why the bolt euv is end of life or like that one is last generation technology and that's the last one i think it's called the lumia or something yeah they're yeah. they're they're not going to be making it for a period of time but then they're re-releasing it under the the new ev platform that they're now yeah. working on so i think so one so the blazer was supposed to be a like make a big splash and was supposed to be kind of like the american-made for everybody or not for everybody but like kind of like the car that everybody wants everybody in america nobody likes small cars anymore they want a mid-size suv and for the electrification audience like i feel like it was fairly hotly anticipated sort of but it's got a lot of overlap with the mach e which actually ryan have you heard that ford is the number two ev automaker in the united states <laughs> sorry we, I, we, we, I don't i don't think that's made the list but the, I, I just remembered it and it's so stupid mm-hmm. I, I have heard that yeah let me hold on, let me let me scroll back a little bit and let me find the threads link from uh whoever's pr person or or um what's his name uh jim far jim, jim farley. farley there's yeah their ceo yeah. i guarantee he doesn't have threads installed on his phone but uh quote proud of our team and uh, for strong 2023 ford uh sorry at ford even though i don't think you can at people on it uh, on threads is the number two ev brand in the united states with a record q4 and year ev is up 24 percent from q3 and 18 percent for the year and oddly the uh the ford lightning uh is the number one best-selling all-electric truck i think it's the only one because isn't there like doesn't chevy or gm has like a hummer pickup truck which is only an idiot would buy it does anybody else make an all-electric truck no i don't i don't, I don't think so excluding excluding the the, the other one that looks like a trash can um yeah as you know I, I don't normally do this kind of research um for the show but when you sent this to me i actually well, i get, I, I looked this yeah i i looked it up because yeah i was i was a little fired up about it and I, I wanted to, you know, see the exact numbers to kind of back up why I was so annoyed about this. And they, they were actually even worse than what I thought they were. So Tesla, which is obviously the <clears throat> number one manufacturer of, of EVs, sold 1.8 million EVs last year in 2023. Ford, which is very excited about being number two sold 72,000 not a typo 72,000 compared to 1.8 million and then I, I dug into it a little bit further and the other thing that was I would not have guessed is that that 1.8 million number from Tesla is only like 100,000 cars less than Ford sold in sold in total last year which is kind kind of crazy because that was that was like that was the knock against Tesla forever, right? Is like, oh yeah, they're 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 the number one seller of EVs, but like when you compare the number of cars they're selling to like every other car manufacturer, it's like nothing. But it's like now, like no. Wait, is that actually true? Well, I mean, it, it for twenty twenty three global sales. Are you, are you are you auditing me here? I am. I 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty no, no, but, I'm, but because no, because I don't think so. Because so Ford US sales uh are are you comparing global Tesla sales or US only Tesla sales? I think the numbers that Those I was numbers sound looking too... at were no, the, I think the numbers that I were looking at were worldwide, I think. Well, cuz uh, Ford in 2023 sold 1.99 million right. vehicles in yeah. the US only. Tesla US. I think you might be trying counting worldwide sales for US. US 2023 sales. Oh, you think I might be comparing US versus worldwide? I think you might be comparing Tesla global sales and Ford US sales. Mm. Could be. But in any case, the, the I think the EV numbers are right. Um Yeah, but that that's that's uh that, that's <laughs> It's very optimist. Is it? What's the opposite of punching down? Punching up? Or like, what's the thing where you try to get yourself in the conversation with? Anyway, but that it, it's it's uh, an interesting way to frame it because it's kind of and also I forget what was the you had a thing right after this. Hold on. Yeah, I think. Oh, the <laughs> same the same day you you brought up the fact that you thought uh, the New York Times was trying uh, really really hard to make the Republican primary seem competitive. <laughs> yeah, and. I'm not sure you made the connection first, but uh, but yeah, it's basically the same as like Nikki Haley is Ford in this example. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so real, real time follow up. I think you're right. I think it is comparing the Tesla worldwide number to the Ford US number, but the, the EV totals are right. But I mean, even well, still, it, like, well, I mean, it's the just, spirit it's, of the argument holds. Yeah. It's just kind of it, it's amazing that. Yeah. I mean, Tesla has scaled to the point where they are. And I mean, I think the point that I've been making forever on this show is still true. Like, I'm I'm not saying that like Ford and others can't catch up, but it's not like it's not like that's around the corner. Like, that's that's a ways down the road, if you will. Mm-hmm. And and the car doesn't have enough range to get there. <laughs> um, but the reason was so sorry. That was a quick this this part actually is probably going to be less long. But the so the Blazer EV was supposed to be. Like GM and Mary Barra and everybody have put really um, a lot of effort into, well, one, they put it into in, in, oh, so, more than you would have expected into cruise, which has not panned out, and uh, into the electrification of their um, U.S. automobile lineup. And uh, the Blazer was supposed, be, was supposed to be a big splash, but that compounds two stories. So one, GM has their own infotainment system i don't know if it has a name it's not like i don't think it's like sync three like like four is actually pretty well branded um so they and they took this like i don't know if they were trying to get ahead of it like to like to rip off the band-aid of like because that was always as an unrelated thing where jason snell once brought up that like hey like catalina like took away a bunch of features so people would not get mad later i forget what what the argument was but I guess maybe they were trying to say that, hey, CarPlay is not going to be here because we don't feel like building it into the platform that's going to power the Blazer EV and all the other stuff. But anyway, the apparently the software, one, just like the build quality of the car and a ton of software issues have made it so like even reviewers who probably were supposed to have gotten cars that were extremely well vetted, like they just stop like the infotainment system just stops working mid drive and it's just... Uh, an absolute mess, which that in itself doesn't have anything to do with CarPlay. But I think all the people that are belly aching over CarPlay not being there are using that as like a victory lap or, or or a way to compound those two problems. And it just seems like a rush to market car, which is 
I mean, for as much crap as people give Tesla of rushing stuff to market. I mean, I don't think Chevy was claiming that it drives itself, but it was very rushed and apparently pretty crappy. Well, I mean, the the, the car play and the software piece overlap because this, this is Chevy's whole thing is they think they can build the software entirely on their own without integrating into something like well, CarPlay. I, well, no, like, I guess I would push back on that because like I, so when I was in San Diego, I rented it, the like current generation Bolt EV and like the infotainment system was fine, but like it, but, but like CarPlay doesn't replace it. So the fact that they, like, even if, if uh, Chevy said like, no, I think we have a, amazing software and we're going to do this and it's going to be leaps and bounds better than we were shipping before. It's an act because like all CarPlay is, is a thing where your phone is doing a wireless connection and is doing like, it's just projecting uh, a UI and screen that's on the phone. It like the, the infotainment dashboard thing is just like, it's like it's a video receiver. Like it doesn't have to do anything. So it's a conscious effort for Chevy to say, we are actively not going to make this work. Like I assume like with Tesla, if they, if they wanted to add CarPlay to the model, to any other cars, I assume their engineers could code that up in a weekend. Like it, 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 it is 1 million percent possible. It's a, it's, it's a, it's not a skill thing. It's a will thing. So that's that I think people were combining the fact that, Hey, this new tech platform sucks. And it's not that they're for, that they were thumbing their noses at CarPlay. I think it's like the whole thing is that they think that there's, I guess, monetization to be had by owning the stack on the infotainment. I don't know. But either way, it blew up in their face and you cannot buy a Blazer EV in the U.S. right now because it uh, stinks. And last note that I just stumbled upon here looking at the Blazer EV um, website. Hmm? Uh, They have two two different um, exterior colors in red, one of which is radiant red, which... Yeah, fine, kind of generic name. The other, the other red is called Red Hot. Uh, missed opportunity to use Flaming Hot or something, or maybe maybe Guy Fieri and Lay's own the trademark on that. But it, it's yeah, Red Hot. It's re- reminding me a lot of the Ford Fiesta that I had. Um, when that which was in? in Race Red was the the name of the paint color. Um, and then there are two two interior um, color options. Um, Adrenaline red. One is, I think, just called black and medium ash gray. And then the other is called Adrenaline Red. So you can get a red hot blazer <laughs> EV with an Adrenaline Red interior. with software that's that's on fire so you know it all it all kind of comes together there well at least at least the door stayed on <laughs> um mm. i only make that joke because nobody nobody was hurt but that's oh god right. that's yeah it's, there's a book i want to read have you actually how do i say this what's it do you do you read any like because i feel like you're the audience that might i know i don't think you're a huge reader but do you, you might read like memoirs or biographies or like businessy books do you ever no not not really 
There's a book called, I think it's, um, well, it's called The Man Who Broke Capitalism. Because it was, uh, and it, it's it's the story of like the whole like quest for shareholder value. It wasn't Jack Welsh. Was he GE or Boeing? Mm, I, I don't remember. Uh, GE. So like, but kind of like it. Something's going on with Boeing to the point where I actually think that is an interesting um, thread to pull on and uh, probably read about. But going back to the Blazer EV, real quick, Toronto. Do you think the interior looks good? I I I don't like this car in general. Like software, you know, stuff aside, the just the the look of this car, I'm not a fan of. Um, and also something I didn't really realize until just looking at the the page now. The at least the version that they're selling now starts at like sixty thousand dollars. Yeah, and like. I, that's not a sixty thousand dollar car. I mean, you can just look at a picture of it and go, no. <laughs> so. At least with at least with Tesla, you're you're not paying a lot for your panel gaps and your, <laughs> your interior. <laughs> um, well, that, I guess that's that's the other thing too with the the Blazer EV is in addition to the software being complete junk. I guess like the maybe you already mentioned this, like the build quality. I guess of the ones that have yeah. shipped have have also been pretty pretty sketchy. Like. I know I I drive a really boring car, but like at least it kind of looks like a car of its like price. Like right. I, I I think this like the the air vents I think are the most polar. This just looks like a thing that a child wrote. Like in the same way people make the joke about if you asked a five year old boy what a truck should look like, they would draw a Cybertruck. Like or like this like the the air vents looks look like a it looks ugly and dumb i don't I, I don't i don't like the way this looks on the inside yeah i you yeah. know when when the lady friend and i were looking at cars the summer before last you know we initially were looking at f- like full size you know three row suvs until we kind of backed off of that but when, yeah. when we were looking at those i really like the uh the chevy tahoe i like i like the look of that but i feel like every other Every other Chevy car I don't really like. Like all of their midsize SUVs, EV or not, I just not not really a fan. Well, that's the thing where I don't understand their lineup because like like as in like as a kid, like we had a Chevy Suburban. Like I, I used to be more plugged into this. I'm looking at now, I know what the Suburban is. It's like it's like the the, the jumbo well, car. The, the big the big the, and the bigger Tahoe. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a Tahoe. What on earth is the Traverse, the Equinox, the Trailblazer, and the Trax? Like, why do you need six SUVs? Well, because everybody everybody loves midsize SUVs now. So you got no. But what what is the difference between an Equinox, Equinox and a Trax? Oh, who who knows? With an X, who knows? <sighs> um. But yeah, they're all just like I I I really really have always wanted to like the 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 bolt ev and the bolt euv like i think you know price it's it's really interesting i mean you can even get a version of it with super cruise which is you know considered to be like the best autonomous uh vehicle system like it's like there's a lot that i would want to like about it but it's just it's just an ugly car and i just can't I disagree I can't, I can't look past that i disagree i because and, I, and this is more because like i am like in the back of my mind kind of really want a tiny city car 
Like I lived with it for a week. Like it, it, it felt like shit. Like it felt so, um, it felt like a car manufactured by Ikea. <laughs> yeah. It, it was just like everything, like, again, like I want, I wanted, like when I, when I bought my car, I wanted a boring, but nice car and every part of like my car feels nice. Like, it, but this every part of the Bolt EV felt like so plasticky. It felt like a an Android phone that costs one hundred and twenty dollars. Like every part of it was so shitty. But like the car itself, like the way it looks and the way it drives, like for the money, like if there was a way for them to make one that costs like six thousand dollars more and actually felt nice. I I don't think it's ugly, and the size to performance like ratio is very nice. Like I I know Tesla never will, and or like America needs more small cars. Like I don't know why somebody can't make a Leaf that doesn't stink. Well, isn't that I thought that's the isn't that Tesla's whole thing? Is I think their their next car is like a like a smaller Model Three. Well, test te- well. Tesla's stupid. Like Tesla's dumb because instead of making this fucking Cybertruck thing, like how wouldn't it be game over if they just made just they turned the Model Y into like just a regular pickup truck? That would have sold so like Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just make a regular pickup truck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why not? And also like just diversify. Just make a smaller it, 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 I don't know. I, well, I don't that care. that I think that I think they're doing. I think they are. Think their next car is going to be like some kind of Bolt EV type <clears throat> type thing. But yeah, no, yeah. The, the Bolt EV just uh, it's, there's a couple of them in the neighborhood here, and I just I I really want to like them, but like compared to a Leaf or a Prius, like the Prius. Well, but that's C... but that's the thing. Is like the the Bolt EV to me is it's 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 too Prius adjacent. Well, but I think it, it like again build quality and, and materials quality aside. Like, have you ever seen a Prius C? It looks like that if it was if it looked nice. Like the Prius C is a very ugly car. The Bolt EV is like if somebody with some design sense made that. Yeah, I get like the the, the yeah the and actually kind of like this like sky blue color. Yeah. Um. I was gonna. I was totally just gonna blow past that <clears throat> GM stuff. And how long did we just talk about that? Yeah, nine minutes. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you have to talk for a little bit? Because I think like three of the main things are me, and they're actually probably fairly quick. Well, actually, let me let me ask you a question, and you can you can go off for a minute. Uh, so the so Germ, was this officially released by Apple, or is this still mostly just a German scoop about the I, Vision Pro pre-order stuff? No, this was like a. This was a, a press release. Did, didn't did you? Oh. I, th- I thought you listened to um, Upgrade. You said Cause, I, I fast Mike... forwarded it because I don't care about this product. Oh, because they they Jason was traveling yesterday. Oh, um, it was funny to hear an episode of Upgrade with, that comes with a like this is very much a Donald Trump era. Wow, this, what I'm about to say has nothing to do with politics, but it's very much like a hey, everything we said is already out of date type thing. And and I haven't heard a lot of podcasts that aren't related to politics that have like that. The yeah, host explaining that this is gonna be super out of date. Yeah, and, and that was that was because Apple Apple had sent out the the press release yesterday morning announcing the the launch date for Vision Pro and when pre pre orders were gonna start. <laughs> um, which normally upgrade would have been you know perfectly set up to be like the first ones to cover, but 
Well, because that's always their thing is that that like they have the luxury of like it, like I think like ATP always knocks them as like you guys get the hindsight of we talk about everything and then it's all clarified by Monday. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, this so, this is this is official. So Vision Pro launches February second. Pre-orders I think start like sometime next week. Um, Five a.m. Pacific on January nineteenth. Yeah. Um, so. So I, w- I want to know, I'm not like, I mean, obviously you're not buying one. Maybe you are. No, um, no, no, no. Just with the full, what's the expression, the full scope of time? Like now that you, you've had a lot of time to marinate on the product, just what, what are your thoughts on it? Do you have any interest in it? Just what, what, what do you, how are you feeling in this moment in 2024 about the next era of computing or whatever? Well, I mean, there's like a few different ways to answer that. I mean, just like literally, I don't think my thoughts about it have changed very much because we haven't really learned anything new about it since it was first announced over the summer. Um, so there, there, a lot of this is still sort of uh, just feeling like we're kind of <clears throat> in standby mode waiting to learn about how this thing is actually going to be used and how like what everything it can do is but i don't know the the other thing is that i think this is clearly going to be the the apple story of at least you know the next year and, and possibly beyond which you know isn't to say that this thing's going to be any good or a success but you know one way or the other this thing is going to be kind of i think what dominates you know apple news for you know the the next year plus so i i'm I'm really interested to see how it goes and you know i do think there's a chance i don't think it's the most likely outcome necessarily but i do think there is a chance that over time this thing does become kind of a hit and does become you know basically a new computing platform for apple so you know i it, you know even even the possibility of that is is i i think really interesting but we're just gonna we're just gonna have to but see it, well but i guess can you give me odds on that mm. i guess here's my point well, a little bit to i i'll i'll rant for a minute after this but i guess at the end of 2024 is anybody that's not Mike Hurley no, actually no, no. getting anything done on a Vision Pro? No, I think if if any, I think what you really have to think about is not even really the Vision Pro, but call it like a hypothetical like Apple Vision line of products or various products that run Vision OS. I think would be the way to think about it. That being a success is something that's it. it both a success like financially and something that's widely adopted is something that's going to happen over probably the next like five to 10 years. Like not something I, that's going to happen this year. Cause I, cause I do, I do really think, I mean, I, I even thought this, you know, way back in the, what the heck was the, the Oculus Rift or whatever the thing that I bought was years ago. Like, I really do think that you know, like AR, VR, spatial computing, whatever the heck you want to call it, like 
is probably where like computing is is going. It's just like the the technology's not there. And I think that's probably like if I if I had to guess, I would say that a lot of the reviews for this thing, you know, that come out in the next few weeks or a lot of them, like the Joanna Stern review is going to probably be, this thing is really impressive. There are some moments with it that are really neat, but it's not there. Like, but, and you, and you can like, you can see what Apple wants to do and you could see how once the hardware catches up some number of years down the line, like it, it actually does get there, but it's just not there yet. But let me ask, do you actually believe that? I guess, and I mean that in a in a non entertainment context. I guess that's the leap I'm just not able to make. Like I can see how wealthy people, because also again, just to put it in perspective again, this thing is thirty five hundred dollars. I can't imagine people getting worked on on this until it's an extremely, extremely, extremely mature product, and even then. Like just if we just think about how everybody interacts with the people in the world, like in terms of immersive gaming, maybe fitness, maybe we say, hey, people are watching movies and TV shows in it. Like, do you you do think this is the next step in computers where everybody's going to be interacting like with and people aren't going to be able to see other people's eyes and like it's going to be that like, do you do you do you think that? Well, I no, I I think. When we get to the point where something like this is built into just a pair of eyeglasses, basically, sure, or even you know further down the line, a pair of contact lenses or something that mm-hmm. that's where and that's why I think over time, like, I, and I I know it's kind of it's obviously a very markety thing, but I actually I kind of like it is like the idea of spatial computing or just like the idea of Instead of holding a device like an iPhone, you're 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 basically just like kind of almost like wearing the device on your eyes. Like, well, but that's that was the Google Glass promise. Like, I I do like I absolutely. I guess my question is, do you think this? So my skepticism about the Vision Pro is based on it being just a big ass pair of ski goggles. Well, that's that's I guess like that's what I'm trying to say is like this this particular product. I, I I don't think is going to be a hit, and I think is generally going to be remembered as something that was a first step. Like you know, people have made the comparison to like the first Apple Watch, which you know it's you know it, it's a unless you want to talk about the edition, which was like fifteen thousand dollars. Like, but putting that aside, like the you know the standard sport Apple Watch, like it, it's apples to oranges in terms of price and everything, but um just the idea of something that clearly was, you know, let like there was a good idea there, but it was pretty let down by its hardware. Like remember like the initial Apple watch, like didn't really even run apps. Like apps were running on your phone and were kind of almost like airplayed to, to the watch. Like it was really, really limited, but like you could kind of see like what they, we're doing like you could you could see like oh you know once apps run natively on this thing that'll be a lot better and like oh you know once this thing has cellular built in and can be totally separate from your phone like that's going to be really great 
Like you could see from that first version where it could go once the the technology and the hardware caught up. And sure enough, you know, 10 years later, that's that's where we are. And I think there's a chance that like the the vision line of products, you know, 10 years from now actually, you know, is something and is is something that a lot of people use and and like and and will look back and go, "Yeah, yeah remember the Vision Pro? That thing, oof." But at least, but it was a first step. I think you're right and wrong. Like I, I think what you're, you're, you're I think you're being optimistic about the cap- the possibilities of the software. I guess I'm gonna ask one more time, but in a different way. Do you think the this will be a thing that anybody uses with any regularity if it continues to look the way it does? No, definitely, definitely not. I think the the look of it and the price are both going to make this thing a non-starter for for the overwhelming majority of people okay because i don't think anybody doubts the fact that once it becomes like just like a smartphone or computer interface that can be summoned and projects itself in front of you as like a pair of glasses is an extremely compelling thing but right now and this is the part where i struggle to to reconcile with people that are so eager and excited about it is i just can't you can't use this and coexist with other people or i wouldn't want to associate with people that are okay with somebody interacting with me through this face computer so that's where but i just don't know who is the audience that's gonna sustain and nurture that for the five or ten years it takes to get the thing that's actually the good one well, that I mean, I think you're maybe at least tangentially getting into something that I'm really interested in following um, <clears throat> through the rest of this year and and you know in, into the coming years is is the, is the developer story because you know like like all of other Apple's platforms the the success of them has been so dependent on there being lots of really great third-party apps. And the reason why there are a lot of great third-party apps, or at least one of the main reasons for that is because, you know, Apple's addressable market is is huge, especially on the on the iPhone. But with this thing, it's it's going to be such a small market that there's there's kind of a chicken and egg problem with trying to get developers to to build for this thing. So I'm I'm really curious to see how that how that goes most definitely do you have any interest in trying this i do yeah so i i have no no interest in in buying one um but i i am really interested in you know i mean i'm not gonna go <laughs> i'm not gonna go stand in some big line or something to do it but like you know a couple of months down the road or whatever where you can just you know either walk into an Apple store or very easily online set up an appointment or something and then come in and do like a little 30 minute demo. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in trying that. Cause it's clearly the type of product that you, you need to just sort of like experience. Like, I don't think there's any number of YouTube videos you could watch or articles that you could read that are going to, 
fully capture what it's like to use this thing. Like, I think you probably do just have to experience it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might try it eventually, but I, yeah, even I have, yeah, zero, yeah, zero interest. I, yeah, I don't know. Just this, this one picture kind of encapsulate. There's the one with the, uh, the, uh, came up in the demo and I can't find a way because Apple's doing the thing where every picture on the website's a video, but there's the one where that lady's wearing the funky dress and she's just kind of ignoring her kid in, in, in the, in her living room. It's this one where another person, like, I, I don't know, maybe this is why I can't really, I'm not a futurist. I can't really imagine somebody just interacting with you. Like you're not, you're just being a regular person and are existing and somebody is looking at you with like a sleepy gaze through their Apple ski goggles. So one prediction I would make to also maybe make another comparison to the original Apple watch. Remember how Apple made a really big um, deal of what do they call it? Digital touch. The thing that you could like send your heartbeat to somebody. You were the only person who had one, so uh, I would send my heartbeat to you all the time, correct? Yeah. Um, yeah, so Apple pitched that as being like this really big feature of the original Apple Watch. And then, you know, the device got out there. People were like, no, that's goofy. We're not going to do that. And Apple eventually just kind of got rid of that feature. Or maybe you can still do it, but they, they, like, they don't promote it at all. Mm-hmm. That would be my prediction for EyeSight. Which I think is the name of the the feature that you're referencing here, where you can, you know, there's like this external display on the Vision Pro where you can see the user's eyes. My my guess is that when that gets out into the real world, people are just gonna think it's weird and goofy, and Apple's gonna pr- get a, get away from it over time well and and apple will apple will get away from it one way or the other because like this is also a a really good example of like apple basically admitting like yeah we know like we know that this is this isn't really what you want like what you want is just like a pair of glasses or something but like the technology is not there so we're gonna like kind of in this weird way emulate that well well, yeah but i guess my my even so, I, I do think you're absolutely right that this is going to be this is this feature is the digital touch of this product. But my main thing is, is I like who, would it have to be like your boss? I can't imagine who would put up with somebody with interacting with somebody through this. Well, that, that but I think that's that's my point is I just I think in practice people just aren't going to do that and they're going to think it's just weird. Well, that, that's but that's where my point is that this product is a one hundred percent solitary device. It, oh, it, so it Apple, is for sure. But yeah. but ever but so much of what Apple is showing is that hey, you can be in the office and you and like this. This is not a weird thing. But I think that that's 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 what Apple wants. But I I I don't think that's what's going to happen. And but you know the I the 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 part that's a little crazy is at least with you know the whole digital touch thing i mean that they were apple was going to put a heart rate sensor in the apple watch you know whether digital touch was a feature or not and then digital touch is just a little you know software feature that basically doesn't cost apple anything 
But you know, all the front screen probably costs four hundred dollars. Well, yeah, I mean, all the reports are that like the front-facing screen on the Vision Pro is like one of the most expensive parts of this thing. So, I mean, yeah, that that's that's the part of it that I think is is um, I I I would be I'd be really surprised if in the next couple of years we get a you know. That, that that we don't get a less expensive version of this thing that is in large part less expensive because Apple has dropped the the eyesight thing and they've they've dropped mm-hmm. it through a combination of realizing that it was you know making this line of products too expensive and once it got out into the real world people didn't like it that would be my guess all right, we shall see. But yeah, I'm I'm um, you know, I'm super I'm super curious to see how it goes and I'm I'm you know, I'm excited to eventually try it out my myself too. Yeah. All right, was sports notifications you? Uh that was me. Yeah. What is that? So I I don't know what to do about my sports notification setup so i've i've been a long time user of bleacher report the problem i have with them which i i feel like i'm i'm sort of running out of patience for is you get a lot of just kind of junk notifications from them like i think they're the best in terms of breaking sports news but then you, you get all the like promotional stuff from them about like all of their like shows and interviews and pocket, like all this stuff. I just like, don't, I don't care about. Um, I think I have a solution for you. Okay. Or just use the athletic. So what I have is I have, I have the athletics set up with silent notifications. It, It tells me when a game starts, what the final score is. And then just no nonsense. Like if, if there's a relevant story about a team, I enjoy it lets me know, but I don't have it go to the watch. It just gets delivered silently. So you're you're stealing my thunder here. So oh, I um so, so over the, I, I, oh, the shortcut for the right answer. Okay. Oh, so over over the break, I I basically just tried what you outlined. So I turned off Bleacher Report notifications, and I turned on uh, the Athletic notifications. Um. So there were two two problems that I've run into with the athletic. Although I actually was going to ask you about one of these, but it sounds like I'm not going to get a, a helpful answer because of the way that okay. you're using them. Um, so the, well, the the first one is that the athletic's really good about analysis. They're not so much into like the breaking news stuff. So like I'll give you an example from over the break. There was a there was a NBA trade that like was of you know a moderate amount of of interest. And like this this it happened um when I had bleacher report notifications off and the athletic turned on and they didn't send any notification like when the trade happened. They sent a notification like a few hours later when they had their article up that like had their analysis about it. So like, you know, if if you're trying to like, if you want, if you're interested in, you know, having learning about this stuff in more real time, it doesn't really seem like 
that's that's their beat, which which is fine. I mean, I, I love the athletic. I'm not knocking them for that. So like that was kind of an issue. And then the, the other issue, which is, I don't know if it's like my iPhone's broken or what, but like with notifications, like you you, you can have them, you know, to be delivered silently, which is evidently how you're using them, or you know, you can have sounds turned on where, um, you know, your phone in. Uh, watch you know vibrate when you when you get a notification with the athletic even when i turn sounds on notifications don't they don't vibrate my phone or watch they they get delivered silently no matter what i try to do i think you have something set wrong uh, well like I, in it, like at, at in at the ios system level yeah in in notification so you go you know into notifications you go to the athletic and then there's a little toggle like there is for every other app where it's think that's just called sounds and there's a little toggle to turn that on or off. And, you know, the, the intended behavior is when that's turned off, notifications get delivered without any sort of sound or vibration. And then if you turn that on, if you're, if you're a monster and you don't have your phone muted, they'll, you know, there'll be a sound and vibration. Or if you're a normal person and have your phone muted it'll be delivered with just a vibration and it, but do you have so where, where it shows you you have the three alert types do you have notification center and banners checked right yeah huh yeah so i i I, hmm. I don't i don't know what's what's going on there um but anyway that that part actually sort of doesn't matter because th- just the athletic style with notifications and not really sending notifications as news happens um you know that's that's not really what i want so do you have any options because you are absolutely correct with where bleacher report like i don't they're not gen z focused but they do very much lean into the oh can you believe what draymond just said on x or like yeah like i I, like i don't give a shit about any of that like where but they are very good at giving you real time like this is what's happening it, but like it, for me exactly. as a very casual sports sports fan i don't care like i like being able to see maybe i pull down on notification center and i in the same way that i have new york times alerts delivered silently like i want to be able to quickly catch up on what's news but i don't want my wrist tapping every time i, I don't know uh, uh, anything happens so okay. so what is is that an espn's app probably sucks so well is I, there, I was gonna uh, i was gonna say espn's probably something else i should try although i'm assuming because, those aren't going to be very good because i'm sure there's like a some type of like there's probably like a, a what's that app that upgrade loves flighty like i'm sure there's some app that's good at sports scores but i don't think there's probably any app that's going to deliver that balance of timely news that you want yeah so that's that's my that's my problem is i'm i'm a little tired of bleacher report but i'm not i'm not really sure what the alternative is and have you tried to because i do remember back when i used to use bleacher report um they had a thing where you could go to your team and you could, like there was like a bell icon and there was a thing where you could uncheck like social like that you could where you could kind of cut down on the crap it still um, had some that weren't i think good. i think i do have all of that turned off which you're right does help but i i don't but think some, there's yeah. any way to where they're like, oh, we're going live with whoever. And just, yeah, yeah, I don't think there's any way to basically turn off all of their what are what are effectively like their promotional 
stuff the, the stuff they think is important but yeah you know. well, and, and it, it's in it you know so it's all their like promotional stuff with podcasts and online shows that they do and stuff well, yeah, and then like, if and you're then also the brand, it's, it's like, worth just it's worthwhile to somebody but not not you right um and then the other thing they do which is less annoying but still something that i find a little annoying with it is is anything that's being you know, covered by one of the, you know, Warner Brothers Discovery <laughs> Networks, like just, you know, gets gets a ton more coverage than anything that's on like ESPN or something. Um, which I assume if I tried ESPN notifications, it would be, you know, the exact opposite. So I don't know. Um it just yeah, you know, I feel like with 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 news, it's like I just I have New York Times notifications and great. That's a, that that works perfectly and i just i wish there was the sports equivalent of that and there's not mm -hmm. well just wait for apple sports plus <laughs> um okay i got a few things for you uh so a couple of home theater smart home updates so first off do you uh, both starting with a question do you still have your logitech harmony remote set up i do have you ever considered not having it set up? I have. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going because here's the thing, I have so I no longer have a TiVo. I literally all I have on my nice TV is just the TV, a sound bar, which you can have the Apple TV learn the the mute and volume up things, which is basically all I need. I don't have a Blu-ray player. I don't have a games console. I don't have anything. And the HDMI CEC uh, implementation has either gotten better or maybe I've just, now that I don't ever switch HDMI inputs, is pretty robust. So I think I'm just going to throw away, like, I don't know what I have the Logitech Harmony for. Yeah, you, you, should, you, you should definitely get rid of yours. The, the reason I haven't, I've, I've thought about it, but the reason I haven't is because a really common use case for us is using the Amazon voice assistant to turn the TV on and off. And the way oh, that harmony skill, the way that I have that set up currently is a harmony skill. And it is like completely rock solid and has but, been for like years. And I'm, I'm fairly certain that our LG OLED TVs have, like an equivalent skill so like i could basically turn the harmony one off turn the lg one on and theoretically it should do this same thing but i i, I kind of just think if i do that it's gonna break and then i'm gonna like try to re-enable the harmony thing and then like it for some reason that's not gonna work anymore so i just i feel like if i try to pull the harmony out i'm gonna end up just like solving for a problem where there isn't one right now two follow-up questions so i guess one you connect you allow your lg tv to connect to the internet uh i don't even it's been so long since i've accessed well, I mean, the menu on our tv i don't i don't even remember well, I mean, if, if, well if, if, if this is on the table you're about you you think you're going to allow it to i i don't i love lg panels i do not trust that thing to be on the internet and like I know Samsung, I mean, Samsung know, is the worst. I'm, I, I, You're not a privacy. I don't. Guy. I don't worry. I don't worry about that stuff. No. Um, and the other bit is, 
I guess my point would be like, I guess, so you're not like saying, Alexa, turn on ESPN. You're just saying, turn the TV off and on. Correct. Yep. So then, uh, no, uh, she's in the kitchen. She's still heard. (laughs) Um, You, I can't really see what, because like with, with TV OS 10 or 20, whatever it's on now, like the off and on works. I can't, why not just use the remote? Because it's going to, like, just the power button on the Apple TV will turn everything on. Like, it'll wake up the sound bar. It'll put the TV on the end. Like, it'll do everything. Like, it's just, it's a single button. I feel like that's a kind of weird hill to die on. Um, I, I don't, I, you know, it's just, it's, with both TVs in the house, like, it's just using voice to turn them on and off. It's just, I don't know. That's just well, because something you still that have we... to select. You still have to select the content. Right. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I mean, whatever, if it works, it works, but I'm not sure how much time that's saving. But uh, but, but yeah, no, I mean, you're, but you're totally right where, um, you know, the, the reason the Harmony was great back in the day was I was, you know, pretty regularly switching inputs on my TV, including that OLED TV, like between Apple TV and, and the TiVo and like Xbox and stuff. And I mean, just like you, I I, <laughs> I don't remember the last time that my... LG OLED has been on any other input other than the one that the Apple TV is on. Um, and I, I, I can't even think of like the last time I used the Logitech remote or the LG remote. Like I, I've just used the, <clears throat> the Apple TV remote. Yeah. My, my only problem is that sometimes because my sound bar wakes up by detecting like sound through the optical input. So it just it just comes out of sleep automatically when it thinks something's making noise, and it works ninety one percent of the time. So that is the only thing where sometimes the Logitech Harmony remote will be used to just give the Bose soundbar like a, 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 a like I, little nudge. I wonder. I wonder if you actually might be running into a TV OS software issue that I've been noticing lately. I've been noticing this where an increasing amount of the time I'll, you know, turn the Apple TV on, which oh, you know, no turns audio? on the TV and no audio. That has been happening. So, okay, so is- I think, I think, so I... No, no, but th- those are two separate issues. You, So my soundbar issue is different, but that is actually, it's good to have confirmation of that. I've been having to restart my uh, Apple TV more than, it's like, where some is like, just like, it's just doing nothing. We, and I'm like, we've, so th- I think there's, there's been two issues with TVOS. There's been this, th- both of which are like, upon waking up from sleep, there's sound where usually if you just go back to the home screen and then go back into the app that you were in, that usually fixes it, although not always. And well, then I don't hear, I don't hear UI sounds either. It's not just that the media has uh, sound. So like I don't, I don't, I don't hear like the little bloops with, with mine. I'll hear the UI sounds, but then won't get any sound from whatever I'm trying to watch. Until I try mm. to like go back out to the home screen and like hop back in. Um, Got it. But then I've also been having an issue with the TV app where sometimes you'll go to, to, you know, play something in the TV app and like you just, you just it like literally just won't, it won't start whatever you're trying to, to watch. And until you force quit the TV app. Which I just learned how you, how to do that in TVOS. I didn't even didn't even know how to do that. Where you um, double click the TV button. And yeah, out. yeah, yeah. Um, not great. Not great. And but and then when you 
open the TV app, it then starts again. Like it, it then works normally. So I, th- I think there's there's some weird. I, I know they just like rewrote the TV app, so I assume that second issue is related to that. And then the, the sound the sound one used to happen like every so often, like once every like couple of months or something. Now it feels like it's happening like every other day. So I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. I, I do think we might be having this different versions of the same issue. But no, that that has been very much a TV OS 10 phenomenon and, and it kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, Got it. But I actually do have a solution to both of these issues and I have not taken a picture. So I'll save it for the next show. But it's 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 going to upset you. Oh, dear. Um. All right, and then to round this out, well, actually, uh, do we have any? No, nothing else is important. Uh, so over the holidays, Sonos was having a sale. Yep, they do that. And they do that every year. That's when I bought uh, most of my stuff was Christmas a few years ago. And my, as we talked about, my Instagram ads are extremely specific. <laughs> um, so I've been thinking like about, like I enjoy Sonos, and but I have... Can I make a or can I can I can I say an uncomfortable truth? The, mm. the Sonos Move is not a good sounding speaker. Um, I was I'll I'll take that a step further. Actually, as someone who owns the Arc, the Sub, the the ones which are the rear speakers in my setup, a mm-hmm. Move and a Roam, mm-hmm. I don't think any of them sound particularly good. <laughs> so I disagree. I just so actually I oh, I've, I've got some thoughts on that. So one, so the move, well, do you want to know why you don't think they sound like good speakers? Because they're not actually stereo speakers. Well, like, I, think, I think that the new, the, for what it's worth, the I mean, the Arc is, 2 but, is. Correct. But yeah, and the, so the is the Aero 100. Yeah, right. So I, so I, I, the move I'm not getting rid of. So here, here's, so my, my previous setup is that I had three sonos one sls because i don't want them to be i didn't want them to be smart and you can buy the ones without the microphones and this is not a privacy concern it's just that it was 20 dollars cheaper and right. i'm never going to turn on the amazon thing so why not yep i have a move and i have a actually that's it and then i have my my bose soundbar it can be an airplay destination so you can use that in concert with the sonos speakers and it actually is pretty nice yep I've like I don't know, I've been I've been I've been trying to uh, listen to fewer podcasts and maybe watch fewer th- like I'm I'm trying to get more into music like or just as uh, that stuff that's maybe not always having just constant podcasts um, like there's a, there's a comic I'll have to look up or it's uh, be that says like be alone with your own thoughts or listen to podcasts 24 hours a day and it's somebody choosing which door and they're like that one like I'm trying to not listen to podcasts literally every hour of the day so yeah I was like. You know, these, these don't actually sound that great. So the sale was going on. And have you ever looked at the Sonos Play or the Sonos 5? Uh, no, I, I like I know of it, but I've, I've never looked into buying one or anything. So it's the one that they sell that's actually good. <laughs> like it, it sounds really, really, really good. And it's also like it, it, it has no microphones. It's not smart. It's a product that they don't care about because... It used to be called the Play 5, and then they, in 2020, reintroduced it as just the 5. And what they did was they took the internals of the Sonos 1 
so that that way it could be part of like whatever it's called, like the S2 platform. So they changed nothing about it other than made it slight, like slightly faster just so it continued to be compatible with stuff. And it's a fantastic sounding speaker. It's great. Like it's, it's, it's so much better than the move. Um, and it was 25% off for the holidays. Nice. And while I was at it, I also got uh, the two of the Aero 100s. And then I moved the Sonos Move into the bedroom. Because I still... The Sonos Move, the reason I keep it is because it's a good road trip speaker. Yep. Like, I don't have any Bluetooth speakers because like when i'm at home like i'm just gonna use like an airplay device and a thing like i don't care if it moves but like i mean I've, i'm not really I've, i haven't been doing as many road trips as i did during the pandemic but like i the move is nice for that where that has just now been migrated to the bedroom <clears throat> but but the the five is really really good uh, apparently like the ultimate setup is to have two of them but that's a little spendy and also i don't live in a gigantic place but yeah, I don't know. The Aero 100s are, they sound better than the ones. Not tremendously so, but they're nicer, and I think the design looks nicer. And the 5 is fantastic. So I'm, I've am i tripled down on the Sonos lifestyle, and it's good. Yeah, I, I've never experimented, like I, I've never heard or listened critically to the Arc. Um, or sorry, do you have the Arc or the Beam? Which, the, which is the, the well, bigger one? Well, I, I have both so the the beam is like on our secondary tv it's what used to be hooked up to the the lg oled but then it got got moved to the the other tv uh the the roku one <clears throat> when we got the the arc and the arc is now mm-hmm. what's connected to the um lg oled and I've, I've got the you know the full surround sound set up with that so i've got the the subwoofer and then I took the the two Sonos ones that I had and turned those into the uh, rear speakers. So wait, I'm confused. so yeah. Anyway, like to close out my thing, like so yeah, the five sounds great. The one the Aero one hundreds are a little bit better. Apparently, reviews say the Aero three hundred is kind of meh. Like that, if in, unless you care about like spatial audio, which I I don't. Um, the five is a better choice. So, so what? So what is your? So the the move is in the bedroom, and then so where where are these other three speakers? Uh, the Eras is at my at my desk, which and you have those like the, in a stereo pair. Is that the idea? No. So so move is in the bedroom. I have an Era in the kitchen, and then I have an Era in on my desk, and then I have the five on my bookshelf. And so you don't you don't have any of them. They're, none of them are in a stereo pair. They're just... Not stereo pair, but, but I... Well, no. Like, when I'm listening to music just in the apartment, usually I will have, like, two destinations, which is the era and the on my desk and the five on five. the bookshelf. Right. Got it. So, like, I, I think stereo pair kind of implies that it's two of the exact same one, and they're, like, in... Well, yeah, like, like when, you have them in a, when you have them in a stereo pair, like, they'll show up like as, like, channels. a single, and, well, and, yeah. and it'll show up as, like, a single AirPlay target, not two separate speakers. Oh, gotcha. No, they're, they're two distinct ones yeah, at yeah. the moment. Got it. But, I mean, it's a good setup. Uh, I've been, now that I've been using the Sonos app more, a little janky. Uh, um, not, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And all, I guess it's mainly that I just don't, like, the Spotify integration is not bad, 
but I just don't like that. Like I can't, when I see us, when I listen to a song on a playlist, I can't just say like, Hey, save that to my library. And I understand why not, but also I kind of understand why, why, why not? Like it, it, this should be able to do this. Um, and also I Sonos radio. I still don't understand why that's a product. Yeah. I've never really used that. Yeah. But anyway, it's cool. Or like I, yeah. If 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 you want a nice sounding speaker, I would strongly recommend people look at the five. It's it's a little spendy, but it's 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 damn good. But my question for you is is when you say you're underwhelmed with the sound quality, do you think movies don't sound good, or do you listen to music on multiple speakers, including like if you're just listening to, I mean, do you ever have a situation where you want to listen to music in like the living room where? the arc is involved like it, 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 it elaborate on your concerns um i think it what applies to both tv and music i i think probably the number one reason is and i i've i've seen folks on reddit talk about this is sono stuff in general i think but then the arc in particular really benefits or really sounds the best when you've got the volume turned up yeah um and as you know uh with two two young housemates and being in a you know not particularly large house having the volume turned way up that just isn't usually an option and so i think that's probably a big part of it is i just 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 because the volume is so relatively low, we're just not really taking advantage of like the full capability of it. But with and you've, you've but, toyed around with the EQ, toyed around with the EQ, and then I mean, you can go down a whole rabbit hole like on the Sonos subreddit with people who they say, Oh, you know, use the true, the true tone or true play, whatever it's called, <laughs> like calibration thing, or don't use it. Or if you do use it, like don't follow the directions, like do it in this other way. Like there's like this whole you know rabbit hole you can go down but um but i i don't I, there's there's been a couple of occasions with the arc where um it's just like been me at home and i've just kind of experimented like not watching like a full movie or anything but i've like you know turned on a star wars or something and like turned the volume up like way louder than like i otherwise would have it and you know it's it, it does sound better but i <clears throat> i'm still not like completely blown away Christopher Nolan would not be, would not feel adequate. <laughs> uh, I I have not asked him, um, but but may, maybe not. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I've just I've always thought for for the price in particular, because like all of this stuff that we're talking about, like all the Sonos stuff is is pricey. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean the the surround sound setup that I have for for what it is 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 kind of outrageous. Get it all up is outrageously so expensive. Like you can two hundred, two hundred, seven hundred probably for the arc. How much does the sub cost? The 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 arc is like nine hundred full price. Although I think that's that's gone up a fair bit. I think since I I think a few years ago when I bought it, I think it was at least a hundred less than that, and I got it on sale. But but anyway, there's that. Like the subwoofer is. God, I don't even want to look this up. Um, it's like five hundred, maybe. Um, and then you know the couple of the couple of Sonos ones were, you know, speakers I already had that were gifts that I repurposed. So that's it kind of is what it is. Um, yeah, um, I I I take your point, which is that 
that is actually my one knock against them and that's the reason why i didn't like the move because like a, a lot of times when i use it i'm just like i'm winding down after a day i i just want to sit quietly and read under a blanket and have, have a glass of wine and that's and that's when i'm listening to stuff in the background and the move sounds like shit at low volumes like it just sounds like it sounds terrible like it's a it's like a it's like a step above just having your phone speaker that is the one thing that i will say is that the five sounds great at even at low volumes which is something that's kind of rare but no but the arrow 100s even though they're slightly newer no they still sound kind of crappy at at low volumes yeah yeah um i just i think like with the 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 portable speakers are a whole different story i think with the sound bars though like both with both the arc and the beam i think you could you could probably do a lot better like with other brands for a lot less yeah. money yeah because um, that's the thing where like um that bose what's it called the sound touch 300 or 700 that thing still sounds great well that's and i that, think that's, it's, the, it, that's the thing is like, i've always been really really happy with like bose stuff over the years so i think like with either like either a bose soundbar or i mean honestly and this, this is I think, you know, down the road, like we have some, you know, house renovation stuff that we're thinking about, you know, down the road. And if that comes to be, I probably would consider, you know, doing like the proper home theater setup. Because that's probably really like what I want, where you've got, you know, a receiver and you've actually got like the (laughs) wired speakers and stuff. Like that's really the way to go. And I mean... For a surround sound setup, you you could actually do that for, well, I mean, this would assume, I guess, you did the labor yourself. But, like, if you, if you went that way, like, the hardware itself is certainly less than this, this Sonos stuff. And, you know, it would it would probably be a better sounding setup. But it's, yeah, it's it, but it but the the downside though, and that this is the reason I one of the reasons I didn't go this way is it's it's a lot more fiddly, right? Because then it's like receivers are like those are. What I was about of, to say is that you're 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 now now back to having the harmony be a key part of your well, that's that's setup. that's the thing, yeah. And then you've like you've got to you've got to be thinking with receivers now too. You've got to be thinking like, all right, does this? I mean, I, this is probably oh, less of a it's thing now, but like or whatever. Yeah, like is this is this going to do HDR? Or like is this going to is the video and audio going to be out of sync? Like there's like all this, this stuff you got to worry about, which that's a huge benefit with the with the Sono stuff and well, and I with the sound bars in general, actually, right. Where it's, it's power and it's an HDMI cable and that's it. And if um, you're watching the Muppet movie for the thousandth time, do you care about the sound quality? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, sorry, random question. What movie do you think your kids have watched the most or probably just the eldest one? Cause we, I assume the little they're guy still, doesn't have a lot of, they're still not really, um, they're still not really into, movies in part because like and we just we we usually try not to like just have them sit there and watch like 90 minutes or two straight hours of tv oh that's fair um but tv show wise um still really really big into sesame street and then the other development which i think you'll be you'll be happy about this is um and and this happened over the break we've been getting really into snoopy Good Snoopy or, or Apple TV Snoopy? We've, we've been doing the Apple TV Snoopy. So we started with, um, it's called Snoopy in Space. Um, uh-huh. and th- those are great because they're only like 10 minutes long. Um, 
And then the other thing that Apple's done is it's just called the Snoopy show, which like basically starts with like episode one is like literally like the, the origin story of Snoopy. And then like episode two is like how he meets Woodstock. And then it kind of just goes from there. Um, hmm. And that's, and that's pretty, it's pretty cute. So quick question. Cause yeah, I unironically as an adult love Snoopy and of course Peanuts and, and Charles uh, and Charles Schultz. I mean, who, if you, if I don't know what to say, if you don't, I think some people, I don't know. I think some people are too cool for it. Ugh. I've grown out of Calvin and Hobbes a little bit. But um, here's the thing that I worry about is does Snoopy in space look too modern? Like, I feel like that's the one thing where they're going to like, it's, is it like hyper 3d animated? Does it have, cause that was always the thing about peanuts and, and Snoopy. It, it still like, it looked hand drawn, like even the, like the Christmas special and, and the great pumpkin or like all, it didn't look extremely glossy. How does it look? How does the um... Apple TV thing look? The I would say Snoopy in space definitely has got more of a modern kind of glossy look to it. I wouldn't say overly so, but like you can definitely tell it's like new, right? Mm-hmm. And then the Snoopy show, I would say, has a little bit more of an original look to it. I mean, still okay. like, you know, 4K, like Dolby Vision, like all that <laughs> stuff, but like... um it's kind of the thing where when you had adver- had advocated for um what's his name Gonger's food truck what is it oh yeah yeah uh, the, well it's it's not a separate show it's just like it's a segment on Sesame Street where we, Cookie Monster and Gonger just cook up some food in in a food truck. I was just so no, it's not not off put but just taken aback of like I just I remember watching Sesame Street on Channel Six or Channel Eight whatever it was and it was like. You're like just intense memories of like watching a standard def four by three and then like new like bright hbo it, budget it like it's just it's so if, glossy and kind of perfect it, where it's it's very jarring if you have a spare like two minutes sometime just what? literally turn on any recent episode of sesame street and watch just the intro because i i just like distinctly remember the first time we turned sesame street on for the new housemate just you know to just to try it try it out i just like instantly remember thinking like holy cow like the the production value of this is like way way different than what i remember Um, so actually that's a good point different not better like um, i feel like the old one was very very good and not worse like i i'm definitely not somebody who's like oh you know it's it's not like how not how it used to be or anything like that it's just it's it's just different yeah it's just, yeah, it's like in the same way that like I like I know The Simpsons isn't good. It, like New Simpsons is obviously not good, but like I can't imagine The Simpsons like natively in sixteen by nine high def. I don't know. Or like I mean, I but I would also say something similar about like Star Wars too. Like and like you you have put aside like the the story stuff because that's that's a whole thing. But like if, if you just think about like the production and the presentation of like original Star Wars and then like the prequels. Like it's just, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's different. Like it's just, it's hard to just, it's just different eras. And it's the same thing with Sesame Street. Like, of course, Sesame Street doesn't look the same as it did 30 years ago. It probably shouldn't. It definitely shouldn't. Cause like, that's just not what an audience today well, would expect. Well, cause that, that's how Coco Melon wins. <laughs> God. Oh, have I ever, t- <laughs> oh my God. Have you ever just, 
I know you don't like shop a lot like on your own, but have you ever just like encountered a parent trying just, but without your kids in tow, trying to calm down a child and you just hear like one of those God awful Coco Melon songs and, but it's not your own kid and you're like, you want to tell them to turn it off? <laughs> well, we're, it's, we're very adamant about never having sound on, um, like in public. Uh, right. So, but yeah, I know, I know, I know what you mean. Again, one of these days you'll graduate up to Bluey, but it's okay. Um, last thing about Snoopy, and then we'll wrap this up. Uh, with was it Watch OS Ten? They introduced a Snoopy watch face. I'm so bummed that it's one of those because I because I actually I think it's very cute and I would like it, but it's one of those ones that has like no functionality to it. That sucks. I know. I I was excited about it. I turned it on like right when I updated to yeah whatever the current version of watch os is used it for like an hour and was like i i can't actually use this but it is cute yeah anyway all right uh we'll cast off the rest of this into the recycle bin and what else do we have or sorry what what's oh, chef specials yeah um let me pull open the obligatory amazon link so um for reasons had a lot of um spare time um on my hands over the over the holiday break sufficiently big okay um and so you know did did a fair bit of organizing around the house and one of the things i really wanted to tackle was actually just like right next to me here in the office i've got like the stereotypical cable drawer where it's just got like just cables just you know strewn about in there like and i've bought like cable ties and stuff which like kind of helps organize them i went through you know a handful of months ago and like got rid of a bunch of older cables and it's like that helps too but like still that drawer was like kind of a mess and so i um poked around on amazon for some kind of like drawer cable organizer and came across this thing, which is the Tattoo, T A T U O, um, clear plastic charger cord organizer box. Um, and I, you know, went through and <clears throat> put all my cables in in this over the break, and it's nice. Um, it's it's a whole it's a whole lot better than just having the cables in the drawer. And as a nice little bonus, the um, the little cable ties um, it comes with are actually pretty nice. So I actually went through and got rid of all the old cable ties that I had, which were starting to fall apart and stuff, and, and replaced them with these. Hmm. And it feels very nice to to be a little more a little more organized with my cables. Have you, for the most part, just like? enterprise wide no i mean house household wide um are you basically all USB-C? getting there yeah getting there also um, the fifth picture in here i do like where it says before disorganized after tidy <laughs> um yeah i I'll, I'll i'll send you a picture of my setup i don't i don't even have my phone with me right now but i'll, I'll um yeah I'll, I'll send you a, a picture of mine i think it came out came out pretty nice um yeah and I, I did. I did finally make the 
only somewhat related to this. I, I did make the big electronics recycling run. Um, this is a little, this is like a month and a half ago or something. Now I finally mm-hmm. went with like multiple boxes just full of old cables and stuff. And so I'm not, there's still a little bit more that needs to be done, but um, for the most part, I've, I've finally gotten rid of a bunch of old electronics, which is good. It's good to downsize or just to get rid of, rid of. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, even though I, 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 this, this could be, this, this needs, this could be a bad year for a lot of reasons, just mm. to the country. But I've, I've, I feel like having, having a, a, a goal of maybe less or minimalism is, is, is admirable. Oh yeah. And, and it, 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 it ties into like the, the Sonos thing. Like I, I, I well, yeah, do, I do less, think, less. I do think, yeah, like probably the number one thing that I really enjoy about Sonos is just, you just, you, you plug them in. You set them up. The setup process a little, little clunky, but you get past that, and they forget your Wi-Fi every once in a while. Oh, that actually oh. never happened. That never happens to me, so I, I can't complain. I, I, I actually, you know what? I, 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 we, I, we, I we'll know. save it. Save it. Save it. Okay, I, I've got a, I've got a really good. Um, maybe I'll even just. I should just actually. You know what? I'll just tell you this uh, in person uh, next okay. week. Um, I, I got, a, I got a Sonos sub story from over the break for you that that you'll appreciate. Okay. We'll 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 bring a mic and we'll, we'll drop it as a bonus episode, <laughs> right? And we'll send you a push alert about it. Um, yeah. Anyway, but I, I, that's the thing. This is the, this goes along with why I'm trying to get rid of the, like just less crap. I'm tired. Like I actually went through my phone because I could. Like, have you ever? Well, no, we'll we'll save it. But I'm trying to get rid of like I don't need I don't need the harmony thing. I don't need everything. Doesn't need an app. I'm just trying to get rid of stuff. I just want play destinations to play music. I want a thing I can watch Netflix on. I want a Kindle. I, I just want less crap. So we'll see if that gets accomplished this year. And then my chef special, no, the Sonos Five. It's great. If you if you like music and you the budget works, go get it. It's nice. 